you're listening to the Way Community Church Lakeland podcast, where our mission is to reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus Christ, that they might become fully devoted followers of Christ. We hope this message from our weekend service encourages you in your walk with the Lord. And now, here's the message. Our hope today is to remember and to give thanks. This idea of today's service kind of is going to be different. I'm not going to use a lot of scripture today. Normally we try to use like 85 verses or so on and so forth. But today I'm just going to use a passage. I was studying about the birth of Jesus. And it occurred to me that the writer, writers of the gospel of Matthew and Luke, where we get the story of the birth of Jesus, weren't present when Jesus was born. And they knew about this birth from Mary, who would have told the story, who would have said to these guys over and over again, what happened the day that Jesus was born? And what's funny about it is she made sure to give the details that Joseph forgot to get a hotel before they got to Bethlehem. That was part of the details. I don't know if you know this. Like the things that go wrong are always the ones that stand out to you the most. And this story really is messy. And if you if you if you tell a story, it's not the glorious moments that that will stick out. It's the like so we put this king in a manger, in a horse trough. We put him in a stable next to these animals. Like it was all because Joseph just didn't make reservations. I don't know how it was passed down, but they remembered it and they wrote it. And uh, today I'm going to take you to a passage that's quite popular. You may have heard this before. This is Jesus's last supper. And uh, he wanted to celebrate this moment with all of his friends. This is our last time in the building together. And I wanted to celebrate it with all of you. And so would you stand with me for the reading of God's word this morning? I'm going to pick up in Luke chapter 22, verse 7. And the scripture says this. Now the festival of unleavened bread arrived. And when the Passover lamb is sacrificed, Jesus sent Peter and John ahead And he said, go prepare the Passover meal so that we can eat it together. I want you to remember that. And they said, where do you want us to prepare it? They asked him. And he said, as soon as you enter the city, Jerusalem, there will be a man carrying a pitcher of water. He'll meet you. Follow that guy at his house. At the house he enters, say to the owner, a teacher asked where the guest room is so that I can eat the Passover meal with my disciples. And he'll take you upstairs to a laundry room that is already set up. That is where you should prepare our meal. They went off to the city and found everything just as Jesus had said. They prepared the Passover meal there. When the time came, Jesus and the apostles sat down at the table. Jesus said this, I've been very eager to eat this meal, this Passover meal with you before my suffering begins. For I tell you now that I won't eat this meal again until its meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took the cup of wine and he gave thanks to God for it. That's going to be important. Then he said, take this and share it among yourselves. For I will not drink wine again until the kingdom of God has come. He took some bread and he gave thanks to God for it. He broke it into pieces and said to his disciples, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's pray. Jesus Help. 
Amen. Y'all can have a seat. Ah, don't cry already. Don't cry. <laughs> Three things that stand out. Um, one, Jesus told his disciples to go and prepare something for them. Uh, he, he wanted a place to eat with his friends, and he sent some of his friends to go ahead and do the work. What is really important today, wasn't this service just beautiful already? I mean, that worship was. I was not here. I don't know what was going on, but it was like so good for my soul this morning. You know, what's good for you to know is that some of you uh, were, uh, were blessed to stumble into this meal today, but some prepared it for you. Some have labored to make this place what it is, and some of us just get to come and eat. And Jesus told two of them, I want you to go and prepare a place so that the rest of us can come and eat. I'm so thankful that we're, there's another building that's just down the street that Many of you have helped prepare so that many new faces and new people can just come and eat. Uh, thank you for those that are preparing a way for those that don't yet know the Lord. Second thing that is significant to me about this is that he said, this is my meal. This is my body. And then he broke it. Oh, man. I, I, if I was trying to tell someone a story about my life, I would probably tell only the great moments or the great things. And Jesus is saying, this is my body and it's broken. And I just want you to know, like, we're going to talk a lot about this building today. Um, but I just want you to be mindful that there's been a lot of hardship also in this building. I'm going to talk about some of the great things and some of the great moments. But there's been a lot of difficult things that have happened here and beautiful things. And then Jesus said, he gave thanks for it. And he asked the disciples to remember. He gave thanks. Today we're going to give thanks for this body. And I tell you, if you know me, you know uh, that I have really re resented this building for years. I've hated it for the most part. I mean, I've had to look at these walls. I've done counseling in this room. And people walking in and just in the middle of everyone crying. I don't have an office here. So we go to another room and then someone's got to come into that room to get milk while we're trying to, you know, dudes cussing up his wife. And, uh, you know, there's, everyone's crying. It's messy and no privacy. I mean, I've hated this building. And really, we've made something out of, like, it's not a really glorious building. If you go out there and just stand on the corner. But we've had a lot of glorious moments in this building. It's kind of really a symbol of the body of Christ that it's not so glorious, but beautiful. And um, I'm really thankful for this building and some of the moments. I have some photos I want to show you how we got started 12 years ago here. 12 years we've been in this building. And this is, uh, I think that's little Veda. You don't know it, but man, uh, just... The first day we're here, we got to clean the building. It's still the same gross floors we've had for 12 years. Scratched up and yeah, no, no, more photos here for you. I'm just going to snap through here. That was, uh, we've, had, we've changed this room so many times. That right there is the hallway. And uh, we've changed that room about seven times. And that's kids here. That's Rachel. And I think that's Micah. 
And that's Micah and Jess Hill. And that's um, right there in my office, which is not my office still to this day. And, uh, and I just uh, want you to know we've had, see this right here is a special moment. This was our first service in the building. And it was about two weeks ago today. No, it was, it was about two weeks ago. And about two weeks after this day, a special moment happened in someone's life. And I wanted to give someone else the opportunity to tell a story. I'm going to try not to cry, but I can already feel the tears, so y'all are going to have to bear with me. Um, It is pajama day, so I don't normally dress like this. Um, (laughs) Okay, at home, but not in church. Um, So for those of you who don't know me, um, I am Miss Melissa, the children's pastor here, and um, I am so thankful for this church. it has been a part of our lives um, almost since they opened here at this building. Um, and I just want to share just a few minutes um, how I actually came to this church. And Tim, um, some of this you probably haven't really heard from this perspective before, so I'm sorry in advance. Um, but um I was a mother with four children at the time, and my husband um, and I, we both grew up going to Carpenter's Home Church, and um, he struggled his whole adult life with really following Jesus, and um, just from childhood things, and uh, his best friend invited him to this church, and um, he came. Um, he came home. I, I was working that day. He came home. I said, I went to this church. It's really awesome. They don't care if I have tattoos. Um, of course, it's like way more acceptable now because that was like 10 years ago um, or 11 years ago, 12 years ago. What Was that 12 years ago? We're, we're so old now. Um, so anyway, um, he's like, you're going to love this church. Um, that next week, he and my kids actually came and helped paint these very walls Um, and that was the week before Christmas and, um, on Christmas Eve that week, 12 years ago, um, my husband died in an accident. And I'm not crying because I'm sad. I'm crying because of the people in this place. I had never walked set foot in this building. Um, And that night on Christmas Eve, after my husband had passed and they were investigating, because only minors were present, my children, um, we got a phone call from Pastor Tim, called my brother and said, hey, just so you know, when he came a week ago, he sat in the chairs and he rededicated his life to the Lord. And to tell you a little bit about me at the time, I love Jesus with my whole heart, but you would hear me say, I don't follow religion, I follow Jesus. And I don't need to go to church to be a Christian, I can be one right here. And I was, I did all of the things that we do here as a church, gathered diapers and fed the homeless, and I was pretty content with where I was and pretty firm that I didn't need to step foot inside a church building 
to do those things. But something happened. These people from this church that I'd never even stepped foot in started bringing food to my family. And the first time that I met Pastor Tim and Teresa was in my house just a few days after my husband died. And honestly, I was really mad at God at the time. And I thought, you know, everyone's like, you don't have to come out. You don't have to talk to them. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to let them see. They clearly want to see what a widow looks like with four kids. So I'll, just, I'll come out and I'll let them see me. And I came out and they were so kind. And the love of the Father just hit me. And then other people from the church that i never met before brought us dinner. And it really shifted my thought in my heart. <laughs> Thanks. It's not so bad yet. I think I can make it a little further. <laughs> it really shifted everything. And it changed my perspective. Um, and this community, this church, is a body. And what is here is a building, but what's inside is the love of the Father, the hands and the feet of Jesus. Um, if it wasn't for the faithfulness of the people that started in this room, my husband would not have gone to heaven. If it wasn't for the faithfulness of the people in this room, I don't know where I would be. I probably would be angry still. Um, and I definitely wouldn't be a children's pastor wearing pajamas, <laughs> holding a microphone. <laughs> but it is a beautiful thing to be a part of this body. And if you don't have one, I encourage you to come, you know, take a seat and listen to the people here and the stories here, the hearts here. My son Noah, who's 13, he was a baby when we came here and in diapers. And he said the other day, you know, it's happy and it's sad because I grew up there. And I just want to share one more thing. Um, whenever we came here, it wasn't very long after my husband had died, and we were remodeling some of these rooms back here. And this is another thing that I was just like, I'm going to this church until I die. <laughs> I, I felt the Lord tell me to give money to to do those rooms back there. And I had no money. Like, I had a little bit of money. And I gave all of my money. And Tim refused to take it. He's following me around, trying to give it back to me. <laughs> and I'm like, no! I heard the Lord say... Uh, it is a true story. I heard the Lord say that this is an investment in my children and in the future children that will attend this church. And it's the coolest thing to see the investment. So, thank you guys. Hey, um, so, Melissa's four kids are all um, five, 17 kids. I don't know how many she, she's got, but they're all here and doing things and Emily's and back there serving and all the kids are serving and it takes me back to kids' church. Well, can you show us? This, this was our very first nursery. That was all we can afford right there. And, uh, and you want to know who was in there? It was age groups from three months old to 12 years old. 
I, I, am I lying? If I'm lying, I'm dying. It was all in, in, it was in this room right here that does not exist anymore. And uh, next photo here. And, uh, and we've had multiple kids pastors that have been beautiful. The, I think the hottest youth kids, you know, just Trey, you, man, so beautiful. Look at that. And uh, Trey, uh, we had, she has a story she wants to share real quick with you guys about um, some things, that, some miracles that God's done amongst the children. All right. Well, that is when I was a children's pastor, and we were talking about how God heals. And so we were talking about leprosy. Anyways, there's that. <laughs> it's a little explanation for why I have stickers all over my face. But <laughs> I was, um, gosh, I, I also want to share something. I don't know if this will mean anything to anyone, but we started in a clubhouse where Tim and I lived in an apartment, and our very first kids' area was actually um, an office, and we laid down, right, Rachel? She knows. I hear her laughing because she was there. We would lay down um, cloth, I don't know why we did this, cloth table covers, and then that's what we let the kids, like, crawl on, and there was a glass window, and so while we were worshiping, they would be like, like, (laughs) where's my mom with, like, their face? So anyways, that's that's the beginning. Um, it's incredible to see where we've come from to where we are and then how graciously God has investing in his kingdom and us and all the things. Um, so I wanted to share a story that is close to my heart. It's a personal story about May Lee. She's my third daughter. She's now going to be eight next month. Um, but when she was about eight years old... Uh, no, I'm sorry, eight months old, she had come down with a pretty serious infection, and we didn't realize it until it had spread, and um, we had to take her to the hospital, and she was sepsis, is that how you say it, sepsis, yeah, Um, and so she was hospitalized for quite a long, like a, a good few days, And um, the medicine was, like, working but not working. I don't know if you've ever been there where antibiotics work, but they don't work. They work enough to help you feel better, but they don't work enough to really cure what's happening. And so I remember we were battling this disease for what what felt like months. Um, They ended up sending us to Tampa General, to the children's hospital out there. It was, like, really, really challenging. And so I remember just being so um, like anxious and confused and praying and asking God, like, God, what is happening? Like, we're serving you, and we're doing what we know to do, and we're asking the doctors, and, um, and we just couldn't, it, it kept coming back. So, um, so then fast forward a few, maybe months, and um, I just remember being here, and it was like turned like the I think the stage was like this way, because what's cool about the building is I can remember I came like like right here with her, and I was like, Lord, I'm just gonna offer my baby to you again, and I know that the promises of God are yes and amen to those who believe in Christ Jesus, and healing is the children's bread, and so. Um, I had her in one of those like baby carriers, you know, and I just, I just remember um, kneeling at the altar and literally like putting her on the altar. And one of the things that I love about this church, and you guys can testify to this because I've had so many people over the years say the same thing, is I had a, cr- 
I had people that knew what was happening. And I had a crowd of women <laughs> just weeping and praying and warring. Not weeping because they were sad, weeping because they were petitioning heaven because I didn't have it in me anymore. At that point, my faith was so spent and I was emotionally spent and I... Um, Exhausted, you know, you just get to a place of exhaustion, and I just had so many women come around me and war. And I will tell you, praise God, and all glory to Jesus. In that moment, right there, she was completely healed. Like, we went back, yes, amen, thank you, Lord. We went back to the doctor in Tampa, and he was like, She's healed. Like, I don't find in her samples and her things, I don't find any more. So, and it's funny because they told us, like, just go home and come back in a couple weeks because it'll, it'll be back. We just can't identify it right now. <laughs> and we never went back. We were like, no, she's good. She's good. And she was. And so just um, some of the most beautiful times where people, we've seen, like, healings and marriages restored and just restoration and things like that. So... That's one of my stories from here. <laughs> the boxes got moved to the new building. Um, I um, what I the purpose of today is to remember and give thanks. For God moments. I don't want to like pretend for a second that everything is always glorious. Because this very concept of Jesus saying, I want you to remember. I want you to also remember the broken moments. Because it, it's real, you know. There, there's hard times here. But man, the anointing, it breaks the yoke. Like Tom said last night. And it's brought, broke through so many of my hard-hearted moments where I couldn't see straight anymore. And I, need, I just need it. And there's nothing in this world that can, that can do what only the Holy Spirit can do in those moments. And, and we've seen it, man, in these altars, up and down. So many. I, I'm, we've been walking all, all this week. So many stories coming this week. I can't even, I can't even do them all. And uh, people saying, I remember the moment that God met me right there. And I remember the moment God met me right there. And Ted said, I remember my first connect group. And I remember the Holy Spirit firing through me. And I remember when I found out we were having our first baby right here at church. I don't know what's going on in that conversation that your spouse decides to tell you that you're having a baby at church. But praise the Lord. Um, I uh, wanted to show you some of the baby dedications. Um, that have been here over the years, that have just been precious. HK. Um, here's a little HK. Remember this, Jason? And what a miracle and how beautiful she is. Uh, what, a, what a miracle she's been. Here's one of the, my favorite moments in the history of our church. Um, and this comes with brokenness. To some of you, you're walking in, you don't know what's going on. This is little baby Finn. He's, he was born one pound, two ounces. Life is a whole miracle. We waged warfare for this little kid for weeks, for months. We cried out to God. We called prayer meetings. And every time we prayed, it was like there was something new that was happening. And it shifted and it was good. And then, you know, a week later, it's broken. And we learned how to pray, praying for this little guy. And what a miracle. 
And it, it, what a tragedy that happened earlier this year when he went home to be with the Lord. But then it's like, guys, it's, it's so important for us to recognize that life is not here. This is a moment. We're just, we're just having a memory. Can you imagine when we're in eternity and we talk about the humble beginnings we all came from back down there on earth, you know? But Finn is, we gave him to the Lord right here. And I'm so thankful getting texts from Jessica over the last couple of weeks and meeting with Chris and them telling me about how their life God is restoring hope because they know where he is right now. And I'm thankful for this building because of all the littles. You know, it was like uh, Ms. Melinda said, every little kid that we've dedicated, it was like they learned to walk right here, playing tag at church. Soon as church lets out, all, everyone that's new is like, I got to get out of here, man. The kids just go crazy. It's like a stampede of children, really. They just run. And I love the sound of the kids. And it's, this is the only place, I, I've hated this building. I've resented it. And isn't that funny how sometimes God plays a trick on you? Because what you're complaining about is probably the best blessing in your life. Some of you are angry with your spouse right now, minus that spouse. And your whole life would change. You're complaining about the best thing going for you. And the sound of the children in this room has been so glorious. Let me show you our youth group. We started with two. I remember we used to have kid, youth, kids that would come to our church. I kid you not. And I would say to the families, I'm so thankful you're here. I wish this could be your church. But it can't. We don't have any place to put your kids. They can't go in that nursery with those children. I'm sorry. And so we would send families away. And when we finally got enough money to get the warehouse down the street, any of the youth want to testify, they would meet in there and it would be 98 degrees. I'm not lying. Block building. It would heat up during the day and they'd meet at night. And there I go over there. They have eight fans. Brady, remember all the fans we put? It sounded like an airplane was taking off because the fans were so, we had those big, huge fans and it was so hot in there. The kids were just sweating all over. I'm talking like little skinny kids like Veda, just sweating. And, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And they liked it. And they came not because it was great, but because they made real connections with friends. And now there's like 70 kids over there. And I'm like, what's going on? This is madness, you know? And I'm just thankful. Some of you are, are new and you don't have those memories here in this building. And I want you to know it's okay. I, I welcome you to help us build a space for other people that don't yet know Jesus and don't yet know that their families are going to one day give thanks for a place that they call the way. Because they know now, like Melissa, she knows that her, that her husband is in heaven because of places like this. There was a homeless guy just, just this year, just like four months ago, who died. He used to go up and down the street, drunk as, drunk as can be. Hey, now, Dean, you, you, you brought him in here. Dude was so drunk, it was crazy. And we bring him in. Prop him up against the wall, give him a coffee, feed him. And he ended up moving in behind our church. Literally moved in with a sleep bag behind our church. And we take care of him every week. And he sent us a voicemail about how this church changed his life. 
And he moved up to Montana and he got hit by a truck. One week in Montana. And I just remember all the people that we water baptized. And some terrible moments. We water baptized Ashley. I think it was 10 degrees that day. She got baptized. And her, she had to be changed forever because that was <laughs> glorious, you know. And I think of the cold days and I think of the hot days in this building. I remember VBS we did here. We had, it was last year, VBS, it was, it was 100 degrees in here. I swear to God. There was, there was 160 people in this room, standing room only, fire mark. Thank God your husband, Amanda, didn't come that day. And no room in here and a snake crawled up in the AC unit over there and got chopped up, shut the AC unit down, and we're about to start service. And it's getting hotter and hotter. And we can't figure out why the AC is not working. And the AC guy comes when we're in the middle of service. It's so terrible. You know what happened that night? Hot as can be, people found Jesus. In the midst of terrible moments, glorious things can happen. And So I just want you to know, if you got brokenness in your life, or even like past things that like didn't go the way you thought, God may be trying to turn that into beauty. Because I don't know if you understand the gospel, but the gospel isn't that Jesus died, it's that he lives. Jesus did die on a cross for our sins, and we all have them. We all have a lot of them. You got some broken areas that no one knows about but you. But it's what makes this glorious is not that he died for you, but that he lives for you. We're going to pass out the elements here right now. And as we're passing out the elements, I'm just going to continue to give thanks. If you can just hold everyone from coming in, Brian, just just mean muscle anyone, wrestle them right before they come in. And... uh thankful for everyone who's at home online. I'm just going to share a few more memories, if you can, while we're passing out the elements. Remember all of the outreaches we did, the Serve Lakelands. Uh, we had so many different shirts. I, I, sometimes I forget how many shirts we've done in this church till I see. I've got green ones and blue ones and brown ones and yellow ones, and, and they're all memories of, of outreaches. Uh, we've done all the Christmas uh, packing parties where the kids came in here and did their things. How about the Thanksgiving dinners that were so awkward that we planned and then we had no seats for anyone? The Seder dinners that we thought there was going to be 20 people that came and then all of a sudden there's 75 and all the, the churches are sitting in the corner over there. It's their event and they're sitting in a, in a corner over there, Indian style on the floor. Thanks, churches. We love you. Uh, I, I, you know, as much as, as unglorious as this building is, it's really been special. And I, I think that that's a symbol probably of me. It's probably a symbol of you. And it's definitely a symbol of the body of Christ. Jesus said, if you go somewhere and they welcome you, you should bless them. And if they don't welcome you, then you should shake your dust off their feet. I know some of you have got some broken places from some broken places you've been. And you should shake that dust off. And if you're somewhere that welcomes you, you should leave your blessing behind. And today, um, I don't know if you know, but there's another church meeting in here now on Sunday nights. We've welcomed them and uh, they're going to take the contract over. So I'm really excited that this building is not going to go to some business next. It's going to go to another fellowship. 
And so um, it's important to me today that we remember together, we give thanks, and we leave our blessing. Is that okay? So, uh, Deb, will you come and tinkle on the keys for a minute or do the things you do that's really better than me? No one wants me to sing today, it turns out. I don't know. These people are hateful in the front row here. Um, Man. Jesus um, took the body and he broke it. And I think that brokenness is a symbol of your brokenness. But he suffered for us, you know. I don't want to make any crumbs about it. The nails in his hands, how he was pierced just like this little cracker. How he was striped for our healing. I'm thankful for the anointing that's flowed in this room. How many of you got healed in this room? Isn't that wild? Some of you, this is the only church you've ever known. I'm so sorry. It's like, it's so embarrassing. You know, you go to like Europe and you see these glorious cathedrals and then you come to Cumbie Road and you see the Way Community Church, you know, glorious. Lord, you sat with your disciples and you said, I'm so eager to eat this supper with you before I go. You took the body and you broke it. Would you break the body today? Jesus, I thank you that you were broken for me. And you gave thanks for it. Jesus, I'm thankful for this fellowship. I'm thankful for the saints. I'm thankful for people that love you. I'm thankful for their hardship. It teaches me the gospel. I'm thankful for your hardship. I'm thankful for what you did for me, Jesus. Now you were pierced and whipped so that I would be whole. We give thanks. Would you partake today? And after supper, the scripture says that he lifted up the cup. And he says, this is a new promise that I give you. It's a promise paid in my blood. I want you to do this in remembrance of me. Father, I remember what you did for me when you sent your son. I remember that he poured his blood out for me. I remember that he suffered so that I would be righteous. And I thank you that you, that's why we're here. What we all have in common is you. It's the moment that we looked up at the cross of Calvary. And life made sense. And we felt loved. I thank you, Lord, that you love me. And you gave your blood for me. We receive your promise of eternal life. In Jesus' name. I don't want to leave um, without a moment. I remember the moment that Kyle gave his life to the Lord. He was in a setting just like this. There may be some people here that are away from the Lord. And the Holy Spirit's talking to you. And I don't want to let you leave unless you understand that he loves you. There's nothing that Jesus wouldn't do for you.
He loves you. And His plan for you is perfect. It'll look messy in your life. But man, it's good for you. And it's good for us. I want you to know that God has a calling for you. If you're here today and you're not right with the Lord, and today you say, Pastor Tim, I hear God calling me. I need to make some changes in my life. I want to surrender today to Jesus. With every head bowed in this room right now and every eye closed, if that's you, would you raise your hand right now? Wow. God bless you. God bless you. Man. Jesus. Thank you. Holy Spirit, we just... um, We love you. I recognize that you're God, and I'm just, um, I'm just your creation. Like I'm, I'm really no one. I'm thankful that you love me, and you don't give up on me. Give us your Holy Spirit. Teach us how to follow you. Teach us how to follow you. Teach us how to live for you. Forgive us of our sin. Cleanse us, God. Thank you for joining us at The Way today. Our prayer is that through a relationship with Jesus, you would know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you'd like to find out more about our church, please visit us online at thewaylakeland.com or by visiting our Facebook page at The Way Lakeland or Instagram page at The Way Church Lakeland.